0: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies LLC, an SEC registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source LLC. Retirement Income Source LLC and Sound Income Strategies LLC are associated entities.
2: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson.
1: And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourself, staying warm and getting ready for the end of the year. Speaking of the end of the year, we're coming to the year-end close, and you know what's on our mind? That's right. Fruitcakes? No, not really. It's not fruitcakes. It is taxes. Before you know it, it's going to be April, and we're going to be dealing with taxes. But today, I wanted to take some time. To really kind of share with you some changes that have taken place to tax codes, I want to be able to kind of hopefully help you keep in mind the things that you need to be watchful for, maybe some advantages that you can take advantage of from tax loopholes and so on and so forth, things that are super important before we get to December 31st of 2023. Now, before we get into all of that riveting information, which I know you're going to be just glued to the radio I want you to also keep in mind that there's maybe a little something that you can purchase that will not only have some positive benefits in your life financially, but also in the lives of your friends and your family. And that's my brand new book. I am so humbled to announce that my book is available for pre-sale and it's available for ebook sale right here, right now. If you go to Amazon.com, look up the book title, The Capitalized Retirement by Matthew Johnson, you're going to be able to Make one of those your own, and I encourage you, they're inexpensive enough. I've price-pointed them where I think you should easily be able to purchase a few of these, give these to your friend, give them to your family. Hopefully, they will be able to reap the benefits of a plain English, blunt-speaking book when it comes to having the retirement of their dreams, having more income than they need. So, I am so very humbled that it's even become a reality after three and a half, four years of work. And so hopefully you can see the labor of love that it has been. So thank you all in advance for those of you that purchase it. Now today, as I said, we're going to be getting into taxes and there's some really kind of random things that I'm going to throw out there. First and foremost, this is in no particular order. Maybe I should make it more orderly, but this is kind of the way that my brain thinks. So take it as it comes. The first thing that I want to just share with you is a mistake that I see so many people making, and that is letting the tax tail wag the dog when it comes to their investments. And this is something that I've shared with you before, but I can't share it enough because I see individuals making this mistake, especially long-term older investors that have maybe held assets for a very, very long time. And there's nothing wrong with holding an asset and passing it on real estate stock, that sort of thing. I'm not opposed to that at all. But the reality is, is that with today's volatile marketplace, when you have purchased, say, an individual stock or an asset, and it is done extremely well for you, remember that that whole means revert. Remember that stocks don't stay on top forever. There is times in which in the future they may be on their game today, but tomorrow they may be knocked off their perch by a coming technology, coming corporations. And the reality is, is that so many people will say, well, I don't want to sell it because of the capital gain. Listen. We don't want the tax tail to wag the dog. When we consider where we are tax wise under the Trump tax plan, we are at the lowest tax rate that we have seen in roughly about 30 to 35 years. And what this means to you is that you may be in a position where you could sell that stock. You could sell that piece of real estate. That you have a gain on and technically you might not even pay any capital gains tax on it. That's right, because when a person is in the 12% tax bracket and don't get me wrong, I'm not a CPA, I'm not the final authority on taxes, but we can all look this up and understand that if we're in the 12% tax bracket and we sell say an appreciated item, we may be able to have a capital gain without having to pay a capital gains tax. Our capital gains tax rate would be zero if we're in the 12% bracket. Now, keep in mind, if you're in the 22% bracket, which is the next higher bracket up from the 12%, now you may end up having to pay some capital gain, but realize that it's discounted. And that means that even though you're in the 22, you won't pay 22 in capital gains tax on that appreciated item that you sold. You may only pay 15. It's not until you get to the 22% bracket that that capital gains tax really starts to get up there and it starts to catch up with the tax bracket that you're in, where if you're in the 22, 24, so on and so forth, you're going to now pay 20% capital gains tax on that. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind That when you are in that 0% capital gains tax, we're talking federal capital gains tax, not state. So if you're in Iowa, you're in the state of Minnesota, Missouri, that sort of thing, you're still going to pay some state capital gains tax. And so that is a consideration. But do you let the tax tail wag the dog? Would you rather go ahead and watch the stock drop and lose maybe 20, 25, 30% in value? Or would you rather pay maybe that 15% capital gains tax on that gain? I think that paying the capital gain could be a much better, more effective way of keeping your money in your own pocket. Now, outside of that, we need to be thinking about what the IRS has done for us in 2024. And I'm not saying that like they did us a huge favor, but the reality is, is that they have indexed the amount of income that we have. That we can make and stay in the same bracket up a little bit. My estimation based upon my math is around 5.4%. That's what I keep coming up with. And why they do this is what they call bracket creep. So in other words, if they don't index up the amount of income that we can make, then we can end up tripping ourselves into the next higher tax bracket so as a result the brackets that we had the amount of income that we can make in 2023 compared to the amount of income that we're going to be making in 2024 is going to be more so i'll give you a for instance let's say that you're filing married and you look at the tax bracket say for the 22 tax bracket in the 22 tax bracket the top end of the 22% tax bracket was 190,000. Okay. In 2024, the top end of the 22% tax bracket is 201,000. Now I know what some of you are saying. Well, I'm not in the top end of the 22% bracket. Okay. Well, let's look at the 12. The top end of the 12% tax bracket was 89,000 for the married filing jointly. The top end of the 12% tax bracket in 2024 is going to be 94,300. So again, we see that we can make roughly about 5.4% more income in 2024 than we did in 2023 and still remain in the same tax bracket. That's nice. So if you're thinking, you know that really does make sense or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now, another thing that we've seen increase is the standard deduction. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this because I think it's important for people to understand they're still stuck in the 90s and the early 2000s mentally. Okay, get out of that. We are no longer in a tax filing system where you see nearly as many people itemizing. That was kind of the emphasis behind the Trump tax plan. Not only did we want to see less in income taxation, so smaller brackets, but we also wanted to be able to see less people taking and having individualized itemized tax forms. And so as a result, the Trump tax plan basically took the standard deduction and it drove it so far up. That more people chose to file their taxes taking the standard deduction than trying to look for itemized deductions. And this has been very helpful, but the standard deduction has gone up for 2024. So in 2023, for a couple filing jointly, they had $27,700 worth of standard deduction. In 2024, we're going to have $29,200 worth of standard deduction. So this is going to be nice because now we have the opportunity of being able to have more of a deduction knocked off from our income so that it helps keep us in that lower tax bracket. Now, with that kind of as your foundation of the house, there's things that we want to be able to kind of understand about 2023 and 2024. And these are basic. These aren't really technical things, but they are very, very simple And they're very easy to overlook. And one of them that I really want to encourage you is kind of an overriding theme is to fill your bracket. What do I mean by filling your bracket? Well, we're going to use 2023 and the amount of income that we can make within the 12% tax bracket is an example. So. We know that we have the ability of looking at the tax brackets and we can say, okay, so I've got this amount in a tax bracket. Matthew, it's showing me that I've got $89,450. That's the max amount that I can make within the 12% tax bracket if I'm married filing jointly. But that's not true. That is not true, folks. That's just the top end of that 12% bracket. What we need to do. is we need to add on to that $89,450 then our standard deduction. So what does that do? What it does is it causes us to throw another $27,700 on top of our income tax bracket. So the true top end of the 12% tax bracket is not $89,450. The top end of the 12% tax bracket is $117,150. Now, is that an absolute truth? And the answer is no, not quite. Why is that? Because if you're over the age of 65, now you're going to have the opportunity of being able to have an additional tax deduction for being over the age of 65. Now, I don't have anything in front of me, so don't quote me on this. But I believe it's an additional $1,300 per tax filer who is going to be over the age of 65. So let's say that you and your wife, you're filing jointly. You're both over the age of 65. Now you can throw another, say, $2,600. On top of that, that means that now you're up to $119,750 and you're still within the 12% tax bracket. So I want you to look at your income, and I want you to really pay attention to all of your income, both earned as well as passive, and tell me, are you up to $119,750? If you're not, stick around, because the second half of this program is going to be dealing with filling your bracket and how to do it effectively. Sit tight. We will be right back.
2: This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.
0: With lingering inflation and high interest rates, things are really expensive. For Americans here and abroad, times are tough. I think it was Ben Franklin who said, a penny saved is a penny earned. And with that in mind, we'd like to offer to you something that can help. It's our year-end financial checklist. This year-end checklist will help you with things like a real risk assessment, catch-up contributions, anyone, your charitable giving, don't forget those RMDs, saving on taxes, and so much more. We can drop it in the mail or send it by email, whatever's best for you. For your 2023 updated year-end financial checklist, simply reach out to the show. Call Johnson
2: Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com.
1: Time for some tough questions for these financial advisors. What makes Retirement Income Source
2: different from other financial...
0: extensive experience generating investment income quickly so you can have financial peace of mind, navigate your retirement smoothly, and have more time to spend with family and doing the things you love. Honey, we've got to talk to these guys.
2: A properly managed, income-oriented portfolio can successfully seek to deliver both short-term and long-term return outperformance to help solve most challenges investors face when investing for a more successful, sustainable retirement. Call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. The Retirement Income Source. Assets make things possible. Income makes things happen. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.
1: And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management a Retirement Income Source, located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. And if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. Today, we're discussing the riveting topic of taxes. So aren't you glad that you just tuned in? But guess what? Taxes are a part of our life. Paying tax is something that we have to do, but how much tax we pay is oftentimes a result of how much research we do and how sophisticated and clever we are. And if we're using the tax loopholes that have been created for us, even the simple basic ones, these are ways that we can help ourselves in paying less tax. Now, in the first half of the program, I know I spent an awful lot of time discussing the fact that of marginal tax brackets, and the fact that we have seen the normal number, say within the 12% tax bracket, of being $89,450. But remember that that ceiling is not really real. We have to add on top of that our standard deduction. And for 2023, that's $27,700. Then we know that if we're over the age of 65, And better yet, if we have a spouse that's over the age of 65, now we could add another 2,600 on top of that number. And what that does is that brings the true top end of the 12% tax bracket to a staggering $119,750. That's a pretty significant amount of income. Now, the reason I bring that up to you is we want to consider whether or not we're filling the bracket the way that I believe we should. Now, obviously, There's those of us that don't want to pay any more tax than absolutely necessary. But realize that in the future, folks, maybe as soon as 2025, we're going to be seeing taxes go up. So the reason that this is important to us is we may have some incentive here to do things like Roth conversion. Now, bear in mind that many custodians have already kind of shut off. The Roth conversions for the 2023 tax year, but you know what? There's still some custodians out there that will still attempt to do them for you, and if you ask them really nicely, you do your paperwork in time, you might even be able to squeak through at the 11th hour. So let me give you a practical example. Let's say they have $100,000 of income between you and your wife, and you know the top end of the 12% brackets, $119,750. What you might be missing is the fact that you could do a $19,750 Roth conversion, taking money out of the taxable IRA, putting it into the Roth. It's a taxable event, but you're only going to be taxed at 12%. Okay, So this is something that you want to consider doing. And if you missed 2023, you want to keep this front of mind for 2024. Now, it's also important to remember this glass ceiling of 119,750 for the 12% tax bracket and it it's true for the 22% tax bracket as well but i'm just using the 12 as an example because guess what remember that you may be at the opposite end of the scale you might be at the top end of the 12% bracket and you're about to get tripped into the 22 Now, don't let that scare you, because we have to understand when you dip into the 22% bracket, where I would say most of my clients are, especially if they have good portfolios that are designed to create income through interest and dividends. It's not the end of the world if you get into the 22% tax bracket, because remember, the brackets are margins. So we're going to pay 10% on part of our income. 12% on part of our income. And if we go into the 22, we'll pay 22 on a part of our income, not on all of it. So we still have this mindset that we're in this position where if we hit 22, we got to pay 22% on all of our income, but that's simply not true. But let's say, let's just pretend that you're at $119,000 of earned and passive income, meaning interest and dividend income, capital gains income, withdrawal income from pre-tax accounts and that sort of thing. And all of a sudden you realize that you got to take your RMD. Now, if you're listening to the show, hopefully your RMD is already being worked on because remember, you've got to take that RMD by the end of the year, unless of course you're just breaking into the RMD situation in your life where you could defer that first one until April 1st, which we can talk about. But the reality is that, you may end up saying, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get thrown into the 22 because of my RMD. Well, realize that all is not lost. The reality is, is that if you do this properly, you can give a qualified gift to a charity. And if you do this properly by having your custodian go ahead and send the RMD directly to the charity of your choice from them to the charity. Now, guess what? That's not going to affect your adjusted gross income. You've satisfied the RMD and you've helped a charity. Okay. So keep this in mind that this is something that you can do. It's the 11th hour, of course, so you should have already been considering this. I know we've been talking to our clients about it for really about the last two and a half to three months now. But you might still have the capability of being able to tell your custodian to send it to the charity. This way you get that RMD satisfied, but you've not realized anything that's going to throw you into that next higher bracket. And I encourage you, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, things that you want to hear discussed on our radio show, I encourage you, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com, and there you can go ahead and you can leave a comment, you can give a question to me if you'd like, any number of different ways. You can even call the office if you'd like. And say that this is something that's really been on your mind. You'd like to be able to hear it discussed. Now, another thing to consider is this. Maybe you've just retired and your income is down. So as a result, remember that that was kind of the whole Kool-Aid that the government kind of caused us to drink. They said, hey... You know, set aside money in your 401k when you're making a lot of income and you're in the 22% bracket so that you can then pull it out at the 12. Well, they weren't completely lying to you. That is true. It is possible to do. But realize that if you've quit working and you no longer have the income, you might be in a lower tax bracket. And now you can pull money out of that IRA or that qualified source account and you'll only pay 12 on it. The same thing is true for business owners. If you've got a business loss. Remember that you can use that to your advantage on capital gains, okay? Or if you've potentially had, say, a loss on a stock and you've got a capital loss deduction, you can use that to offset capital gains that you have. This is the reason why at the end of the year, you'll see many, many different mutual funds selling assets where they're doing what they call a wash, where they're taking assets that they've realized a loss on and they're putting against that the capital gains that they've had, okay? So this is something that you personally can do for yourself. I also encourage you to consider that if you live in a state like the state of Iowa, Roth conversions are no longer taxable. Now, for you folks that live up north or neighbors to the north in Minnesota, you don't have that capability, not yet anyway. For many of you, I don't know if you ever will, but the reality is, is that Roth conversions can be a wonderful thing And now that the state of Iowa is no longer taxing us on it, now we have a distinct capability of being able to do it. Now, again, many custodians have already called the deadline on Roth conversions. But if you talk nice and you fill out the forms, well, guess what? It might be possible for you to still conduct a Roth conversion for 2023. Now, another thing that I want to suggest to you is that I see so many people trying to mitigate taxes by avoiding the social security income tax. And I know that social security income tax is a real shaft. It is. Let's call it for what it is. It's a shaft. But it is something that you're going to be really hard pressed to avoid. You know, when you think about the dollar limit of $44,000 on a married couple filing jointly, You know, that's really, really hard in today's world, especially if you have Social Security, you've saved and you've invested properly for income. So this is something that I see people trying to endeavor to get around. But the reality is, is that it's not worth really trying to get around unless, of course, you're in a position where you really haven't saved anything for retirement. And I know it sounds awfully scary when, you know, as an advisor, I'm coaching you and I'm informing you that Social Security income tax is at the rate of 85% of your Social Security being taxed. That's a very large part of your Social Security being taxed. But please, please don't endeavor just to beat the Social Security income tax. There's way more taxes or tax boogeymen out there than just Social Security income tax. And here's another thing to keep in mind. As I've said on my show before, many tax preparers, and I love CPAs. They're wonderful people. They're great professionals. We have to have them in our life, I believe, in order to be able to be smart and to do the right thing with our taxes. But realize that many CPAs miss the big picture. And this is where you come into play. This is your money. And as I've given an example in just really recently recently. Where I've got a client who has over three quarters of a million dollars of pre-tax savings for retirement. Realize that they may be trying to get you to pay the least amount of tax, but that's because you've never informed them how much you have in pre-tax savings. And you see. It's not until you say, hey, by the way, I know that RMDs aren't a part of my life today, but I know that RMDs will be a part of my life. And I thought it was important that I share with you, you know, I've saved a half million or three quarters of a million or, you know, a million and a half or more in retirement, in pre-tax money. And I'm kind of afraid of RMDs. All of a sudden, now they're going to be more open to sharing with you potentially ways that you can creatively and strategically Roth convert. They're now going to be more so on your side. So even if you work with a CPA and they poo-poo the idea of Roth conversion, it may be because they don't know and realize just how much you've saved in investments. Another thing that we need to be careful of is just investments in general. Realize that when you have mutual funds, mutual funds can Create some really surprising tax consequences. And this is kind of the big downside to owning mutual funds outside of the biggest downside, in my opinion, when you're retired, needing income, having to sell shares of that mutual fund to get income. That's not real income, folks. That's engineering it through selling your principal. But besides that, remember that the fund manager has the authority to be able to sell assets within that fund. And some of those assets being sold may be sold at a gain. This creates a capital gain for you, which obviously translates into capital gains taxes. But here's the downside. You could be down for the year in that mutual fund and still end up having to pay capital gains. That's not fair. And this is where I encourage you to look at investing in individual securities. Owning stocks individually that pay dividends gives you more control, and this way you don't end up with all of the surprises. Here's my offer to you. I will be willing to take a few minutes out of my day to have a discussion with you about how fixed income may indeed help you on your road to success in retirement. Just give my office a call. The telephone number is toll-free, 290 Unfortunately, that's it for today's episode. There's so many more things. We may end up doing a follow-up in 2024 in the very beginning of the year to talk about taxes because we got some good things coming on the horizon. Tax bracket amounts are going to be up. Again, they have indexed them for inflation, so that's important. Standard deductions are up, as well as other things that we can discuss to help you mitigate your taxes in 2024. Sit tight for that. Until then. I just love you all. This is Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day.
2: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.